So, in our last session of Salt Rock, we saw the Nine Hells reach Sanctuary, a mysterious floating moat in the middle of the Astral Sea. They found themselves quickly set upon and questioned by strange humanoid dragon creatures that called themselves Dragonborns? A human female by the name of Storm Silverhand intervened and safely ushered the party from the Guardsmen and into the city that sat upon the moat, an incandescent city with a floating orb above the highest peak acting as a sun. The party travelled up the main spire of the city that sat in the dead centre, up these moving staircases that seemed to ever shift, almost like the moving staircases of Hogwarts, until they reached Elminster's chamber where they met Elminster, at least a sickly and ailing version of him, as he was bedridden, slowly being eaten away as he was holding most of Mistra's power within himself and the other chosen of Mistra, where he enlightened the party on a few different happenings within the cosmos and the pantheons. Mistra was assassinated. She was assassinated by Shah, but Shah in herself was assassinated by an entity, an undead lich by the name of Asarak, who sought to usurp Mistra's throne and consequently brought forth this destructive blue fire that seems to be wreaking havoc across the divine realms. He pleaded with the Nine Hells to join him in stopping this Asarak by locating a creature's phylactery, the best way to destroy a lich. The party took up the charge and continued Elminster's research in the library, but not before running into another agent of Elminster. A rival. Sigismund Mollarch and Gregory exchanged words of anger, these lifelong rivals, before parting. Gregory smacking Sigismund straight in the face. Smigasman. Smigasman. (laughs) (laughs) And promising him that their dealings would not be done yet. The Nine Hells delved into Elminster's research that was left out before he deteriorated deteriorated to a point that he could not continue. Fucking hell, are you alright, mate? Do you need like a drink of water or something? Uh, that's all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had a recap where you haven't said something about me. It's always been funny. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. He fucks up a word. I'm just like, oh, come on. You just got. You, you just got to have the limelight all the time, man. Why don't you just share it? Share. share I'm the sharing load. it with you now. Hurry up and finish well, so I can I can stop sharing it. No, this is my time. Like you're not supposed <laughs> to share my okay, time right, with right, me. Okay, if it's right. my time. Right, stop Judge, talking about it. Just get on with it. Fuck yourself. It is here that the Nine Hells continued on Elminster's research, which led them to two children's books, old tales to scare children. One was called The House of Many Corridors, and the other one was called The Luminous Fisherman. They cross-referenced these books to maps of Faerun and located two different locations, Cedarsbroke, within the Gulf of Mere Forest, and the House of Dark Consumption, located in the Underdark which I was particularly impressed with Gregory for finding that one straight away. The party had to choose between one of these and these locations and decide where the phylactery was located. A 50-50 guess, they had decided to head back to where it all started, to the Gulf of Mere Forest and the town of Cedarsbroke. And that is where we will be starting the session. So, 
You've all had a long couple of hours. You can't really tell um, what time it is in this sort of weird pocket dimension, um, but you feel, well, at least fiddle, you're certain a few hours have passed since you've been in here, cross-referencing, doing the books and getting the locations and deciding where you need to go. So, as you have set down your location, what would you all like to do? What are we supposed to be looking for? We're looking for the phylactery, and I think we're decided on Cedar Spring. Does that sound good to everyone? Pretty sure this is probably the best idea. Mm-hmm. Cedarsbrook is sat there, un hopefully just fine, as a little sleepy town next to a lake. Hopefully it is just fine. The other one is in the Underdark, and will therefore be harder to get to. This way, if it's in Cedarsbrook, fantastic. Cross it off the list. We've done it. If it's not, at least we've done the easier one first. We would hate to get all the way to the Underdark, look around there, find it's not there, and then go to the easy one. All of this is assuming that when when Salt Rock, the island, was overtaken fully by Malar, the we did see when we were at the party with the Queen, we did see that out over the lake, the island had become like it had some shining light over it and we were quite a distance away we were you know I don't know thousands of miles maybe but we could see it like over the horizon a big white light or a big shining light a big bright light so there is a chance that Cedarsburg is enveloped in whatever is going on at Salt Rock it's not very far away from Salt Rock so we might start getting close to it and find out that it has also been enveloped in some fiery hellscape so it might not be the easy option. If we get there and that's the case, maybe we decide that the Underdark is easier, in which case we then go to the Underdark, but we can cross that bridge when we come to it. What are we waiting for, then? Well, I'm fairly sure in either case, and depending on when we get there and it's fucked, I mean, probably just do it anyway. The more fucked mm. it is, the more yeah. likely it is that the flag is there. to be that one. That is a bloody good point. Is a very good point. So, how are we all feeling at the moment? I know we've been we've been up for a while. We've been up. This is this is the same day as the party. Oh, it's been a couple of days. Been like a day. Nope. I'm pretty sure we went to the party last night. So, for coherency's sake, I'll say um, the party with the attack happened around about midnight, and then you went back in to save the queen, which took you to about two a.m. Mm. Which you teleported out to the nearby forest, the King's Forest, where you slept for eight hours, which took you to the morning. And then you teleported to Shadowdale and spent a good half a day trying to find the lake, come through to the lake. That's all happened. So you are all probably still very fatigued from everything that's happened, because again, you camped out in the forest in the dome which is still nice conditions but still uncomfortable ground to be on so it probably happened so the fight probably happened about 24 hours ago but we have slept a good eight hours within there so what is it now like coming up to midnight again if you'd a guess yeah but again you're in some sort of weird kind of pocket dimension i i don't i need to guess 
I mean, you'd be able to say from Faerunian time, yeah, it'd probably be coming up to around about midnight. Um, but again, you're, you're in some sort of pocket dimension which has its own sort of sun, which is casting a light on. So it's kind of hard to tell. Best course of action. Good night's sleep, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She said we had um. She said we had rooms upstairs, possibly up in the tower, wherever it was, in this seventh seventh floor. The seventh floor. She said we had a. Uh, she said we had rooms up in the seventh floor. So maybe we should go up there and get a night's sleep. I think that would be best. Or yeah. I might be able to. I might be able to pop out of the mansion. And we could have a sleep in there instead. Maybe we could overhear some things if we stay in the building. Yeah, see what they're like. Well, I am quite tired. Well, while we sleep, I'll just um, level myself up to level 14. <laughs> that, that would be ideal, yes. <laughs> okay, so you're all heading up to the seventh floor. Um, Assuming you're doing what you said and pre-checking the rooms are safe, um, you can roll me an investigation check to thoroughly check them. Whoever's yes, doing please. that. Yes, please. Nice, 25. Um, yeah, don't seem booby-trapped in the slightest. Um, the rooms themselves seem decadent in style. Um, beds with uh, king-size beds with bed frames, drapes over the sides, a bathtub sits in the corner with a full tub of water all at the at the perfect temperature not too hot not too cold just a lovely temperature for a bath that seems to stay consistent the temperature doesn't change the longer you're in there there's a campfire on one side of the wall the other side of the wall is a vanity mirror with a dresser and a decadent wardrobe to the side of it as well. Seems all very cosy, and you see the window that is in these rooms has a little kind of cord next to it, which you can pull, and once you pull it, it changes the scenery outside the window, so you can pull it once and there's a farmland, you pull it again and you're next to the coast in Faerun, pull it again, you'll buy a forest, etc, etc. There's like dozens of different sceneries you can change from in the window to kind of give it a bit more of a comfortable feel and uh, you're all designated a room each as well if you so wish mm -hmm. um, in that case I would like to have a bath and have a shave I would like okay. to watch <laughs> <laughs> okay so Gregory you're going to have a bath um are you saying anything to Sole who's trying to like watch? <laughs> My door's closed. Okay, so Sole, you go to go in and then Gregory closes the, the, the door behind him. Damn. Maybe next time. So Gregory, you go in there and do you see there's um, no sort of tools or anything or razors or creams to kind of shave with and then you kind of shout out and you see there's these assistants that kind of run around. They're almost like servants in a way, but they're all dragonborn and um, seem very hospitable. And um, you say, "Oh, I need a, I need a razor." And you see him kind of cut the hands and pull it apart, and you see a razor appears in their hands, a bit like what Fiddle does with his minor illusions and stuff, and hands you over a razor for you to use. Also, have a bottle of wine. 
he goes to clap his hands and shakes his head and then runs down to the cellar and brings you up some wine with a goblet. That'll do. It's not as impressive, but thank you. You're welcome very much. Okay, are you going to, like, hang around here or are you, like, leaving now? I'm going to stay outside your door. To make yes, sure I'm readily uh, available if you ever need me. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, a sponge. That'd be nice. Claps his hands and a sponge appears. Would you like me to sleep at the bottom of your bed as well? Um, not really. Uh, Some people like it. Especially lords like yourself, you know. More safety for assassins and stuff. It's a bit more of a... I'm really one of those people. Um, But you're more than welcome to stand outside the door all night. Okay, well, if, if you ever need me... Just shout out and I'll be here. Yes. Always. I'm sure you will. I appreciate that. I I don't feel uncomfortable. He sort of just starts turning his back and then just stands by the um frame of the door, just standing by the side. Just looking oh. out into nothing. It's a very like narrow corridor where all these um doors are situated, you know, a bit like a hotel corridor. So, um, okay, you you've got, you've got half of the idea. You could just do that exact thing. On the outside of the door, with the door closed. Oh, yes, my bad. And he just slowly steps out, <laughs> staring at you. And he's just got like a smile on his face, like happy to serve. Yes. The door now. What is the door? He grabs the doorknob and slowly closes it, and he just pokes his like long snout through, and he's like, Have a good night. <laughs> he closes the door. <laughs> Well, that that's over with, I guess. Um, yeah, I'd like to pour myself a little goblet of wine. Yeah, have a nice relaxing evening. Yeah, yeah. You um, you managed to do all your your bodily maintenance just fine. Um, you find as well, actually. Um, roll me. I'd say sleight of hand. Roll me a sleight of hand check. It's a ten. 10 okay um so you manage to shave yourself fine um you do at one occasion just lightly nick yourself and mm. it's just a small little nick that draws yeah, a little blood but not enough to be noticeable or lay on finger uh, well <laughs> <laughs> so you you go to use your paladin innate ability and as you go to reach up the cut's not there anymore oh. and you're like you can't feel it, but you f- still feel the trickle of blood that came out. So you're, you're definitely certain it happens, but the cut just seemed to seal up straight away. Well, that's useful. So, um, is there anything anyone else is doing before they take a long rest, or are you just all taking uh, taking? I'd a like nap? to do my puzzle box, please. Okay. <laughs> so you sit down on this uh, very nice bed again. It's like sleeping on a cloud, it is. And, uh, yeah. Rinse and repeat, John Claude. Just um, to double check, there is nothing. Fiddles sat next to me, helping to give me advantage. No, this is something you do on your own, unfortunately. (laughs) There is nothing we can do to help. (laughs) No, it's it's designed like one person holds it and like has to have their fingers on at Mm -hmm. the same time. If someone else comes in, he 
the angles get awkward and then when John Claude is trying to move the next piece over, you're going to get in the way of each other. Okay. Fair. I'll roll. Okay. No, no, that's wrong. Investigation, you said? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's fine then. Let me try again. Yes, 25, please, God. Okay, so... Uh, I might have been just you're... rolling a flat 20 for a portion of... <laughs> <laughs> no worries, okay. So you get by the first hour, and again, like this Rubik's Cube, you're managing to put all the pieces in place and you feel like you've opened up the first lock within this box. Second hour rolls on. Second investigation check, please. He went to do it again. <laughs> straight out to straight to me. <laughs> no, God, God, do it. <laughs> What'd you get? Twelve. Okay, so this time around, <laughs> and um, you you would be in the room next to Gregory. So Gregory, as you're kind of <laughs> sipping on your wine in the bathtub, you hear this humongous ah. It's, um, <laughs> John Claude, you get your thumb caught into the puzzle box before you quickly pull it out. I chuckle to myself in the bath as I drink my wine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a another finger plastered on your ever mm -hmm. bandaged hands, I guess. Yeah. Well, I go to bed and sulk. <laughs> okay, so Fiddle, you're kind of sat there and um, you see John Claude just go Could to bed. I find out? if we are going to be required to make our own way there or whether we can be teleported. I would like to find out that information so that I can sure. decide what, what spells to take in the morning. So you can go around to see if you can find within the tower itself. Um, well, it's up to you. You can ask one of the Dragonborn sort of servants or you can go and find Storm, who's the... Uh, uh, yeah, Silverhead would be a better person to find, or Alasra, who who seems to be who Storm's older sister that seems to be by Elminster's bedside all the time. Yeah, either Storm or Alasra, one of the two. I'm not too fussed. They both seem to have pretty good knowledge of Elminster and what's going on here. Okay, uh, so you, you go out to the moving staircases and um, you go up to check Elminster's chamber, and the door is locked. And um, you assume that sort of has been barred from anyone seeing him because he's not in a fit state. And pressing your ear up against the door, you can hear just the faint kind of screams of what you heard earlier of Elminster just going a bit mad and sort of in this state of insanity. So you go back down to the foray, which is at the bottom of the tower where it opens up into the districts of the city. And... There you see Storm talking with two different females wearing blue tabards with a harp symbol across it. Seems to be quite shifty, these two. Very uh, roguish in nature. And uh, you see Storm just kind of speaks to her and finishing off. She's like, and let us know if there's any words coming from Waterdeep or any attacks that happen imminently. And you see both of them kind of nod and then they start wandering off as she turns around to you and she's like ah um fiddle was it uh i hope your stay here's been satisfactory yes yeah it's been pretty good so far um was that anything to be worried about that conversation there have been two 
mass hordes of undeads that uh, appears in the world. One from the uncharted jungles of Chult, and another one coming from, well, a place you're familiar with, with the Golfamir. Interesting. So the one coming from Golfamir, we, we sort of got a plan to go to Cedarsbrook tomorrow. Oh, how so? Um, Have you um, <laughs> advanced in your research? Um, yeah. Yeah, as it currently stands, we have. Oh, what have you found out, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, need to know business, that is. Need to know, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, we think we think heading to Cedarsbrook would, would forward our goals. Our goals? Yeah. Our goals. I look at her a bit shifty. <laughs> Interesting. You seem awfully nosy for somebody who says they're on our side. Well, I'm just curious since, you know, your group haven't officially said if you're helping out or not, you were going to take some time to think about it and let us know if uh, you were helping us. And she's kind of like looking around at like the dragonborn behind you and then looks back at you or against us. I'm curious now that the subject is coming up. I didn't question it when Elminster said, but what were your group doing in Salt Rock? I'm sorry, but um, if you'd been there, you would have known. <laughs> it's as simple as that, to be honest. The world was sort of ending there, and if you'd have been there, you would be clued up. But you guys weren't. You were hiding here. <laughs> you see, it, it pulls this kind of like scoff. I suppose, um, and she's like, well, as far as we know, it seems that everything in Salt Rock has caused the world to end in the way it mm. has been. And yeah. it's... And you would know. Call it divine prominence that the Cellsaw group that happened to be in Salt Rock has ended up here, where the only people that seem to be actually actively trying to stop the threat... Uh, now mysteriously leaving after so shortly arriving. It's just curious, mm -hmm. isn't yes. it? Yes, yes, yes. Think what you like. Think what you like. Is there a possibility that we can be teleported to the Colthamere Forest, or will we have to make our own way there? Not without knowing your purpose. Okay, fine. <laughs> I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> You see the two dragonborn servants, and again, they're tiny. Um, they're, well, I suppose they're a little bit taller than you, but you're almost on like eye level, and um, with these ones, and oh, really? they kind the of stand in your way. Yeah, yeah, the, these guys are um, interesting. Almost kind of like kobold looking. Um, right. And uh, yeah, they stand in the way, and they got these kind of teeny tiny, almost Alice in Wonderland like spears, like the cards, and. Um, yeah, they stand in the way, and she's like, no, let him past. And you see them kind of look at each other, and they're like, yeah, and they kind of stand aside reluctantly and let you go back up the uh, moving staircase. Nice. That would have been fun if they tried to stop me. So, um, Sole, is there anything you're doing? Um, I'm probably just going to go to bed, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like I've earned it. Yeah, for sure. 
So, um, <laughs> you go to bed. Uh, are you attuning to the belt that you got? Yes, please. Okay. Um, yeah, because it will take uh, an hour to attune to that as well, so you can do that before bed. Brilliant. Okay. Is there anything else anyone else is doing before they take a long rest? I'm going to give my armour a little clean as well. Light some incense, say some blessing. Is there anything in particular, or are you just kind of doing your routine sort of thing? Yeah, just a routine, but making sure everything's pretty good. Because if we're going into potentially the final bit, you know, Gregory wants to be prepared. He wants to be clean. He wants to be imposing. He wants his armor to shine. Yeah, you feel um, after spending a couple of hours, which I suppose is therapeutic for Gregory, just kind of repairing armor, shining it, making it look presentable okay so you all take a long rest sorry as i get back up to my room you will be yeah go on as i get up to my room i would like to what is the current situation with shah as i know it so what you've been told is um shah is dead yeah shah was assassinated by Asarak. Right. And then taking or usurping her throne and her power, he took the guise of Shah to assassinate Mistra, which caused all this, as far as you know, um, from what you've been told, caused all the blue flame to erupt and destroy all the divine realms. Or destroying the divine realms, not destroyed. Um so Knowing that, from the information you've been given, Shah is Asarak. Okay, that was a that was a shifty enough answer, and with Fiddle in his current paranoid state, I would like to sit down with my book open. I'm going to pop up FM and tell him uh, to keep watch on the door, just to you know. Is that bolt up FM or normal FM? Uh, normal FM. Normal FM. Okay. Um, cheap, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Pop him out. Just tell him, uh, just watch over me for a second, buddy. Um, you know, shake me awake if anybody if anybody comes in. And cheap, I'd cheap. like to, I'd like to cast contact other plane. Other ritual. Okay. Doing this, it'll be a um, you're just speaking verbally. Uh, if it's a ritual, it's going to be about ten, eleven minutes. Yep. As you're um, attempting to, you know, transcend your consciousness, I need you to make me an intelligent saving throw, please. Nice. 24. 24. Okay, so you feel the psychic storm start kind of washing over you as you start leaving your body, sending your consciousness up. But you manage to bypass them with ease. Whereabouts are you trying to contact? Um, so I push my consciousness through towards Shah, or where Shah should be. Okay. You send your consciousness up past, uh, past the astral sea as you start seeing all these constellations and stars whiz past you. And you arrive at a... There's Usually when you do this, there would be some sort of indicator that there's an entrance or a shunt or a bridge to go from one place to another um a gateway into a realm this one you arrive and you stop still and 
you just see there's just like a mass of dark warping energy in front of you it's just never ending it's bottomless it's almost like you what you'd imagine just staring into the abyss be like but it's just like this warping black mass and to look at it in detail and see the little tethers that dissipate off it it almost emulates the weave in some regards the weave that you've seen which is you know all, all these little strings that kind of bend the fabric of reality it, it's almost like that but it's all like kind of broken and tethered almost like a dna strand that's just been like dissipated and destroyed it looks like a twisted version of the weave you're st staring at interesting but there's no entity as far as i can tell as far as you can see, there seems to be nothing here. Okay then. Well then, to Atharak. So you, you decide to call this like a dead end and you come come back out of it and then you recast it again as a ritual. Uh, I'll say another intelligent saving throw. Yep, 26. 26. So you go back through once more and you pass the constellation, you pass the stars, you zoom past the astral sea and whoosh, you stop at a point. You're a bit confused to start with and you look forward and you see the dark weave once more. It's the same spot. Interesting. What are you doing? I think I asked my question. Hey, Azarak, are you there? Don't get a response. What's your second question? Are you scared? Don't get a response. Because you should be. And then I come out of it. Okay, fiddle. Yeah. Make me an intelligence saving throw. Ooh. 20. Okay, you take 12 points of psychic damage. Ooh. And your intelligence and charisma scores have become one. Oh dear. <laughs> As um, you all hear this, so some of you have already gone to bed. Um, and uh, I'll say, Gregory, you're about getting ready for bed, but you all get risen awake because the room just down a couple rooms down from you you start hearing this screaming as you hear fiddles fiddle just shouting and you're hearing um fm just cheap 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 as you're hearing this like wailing of noise coming from fiddle's room i grab black razor and i don't bother putting much clothes on i've got the long <laughs> cloth on but I, I run into fiddle's room okay so you I run out and you run. see okay so Sole, you run out as well as um you see the dragonborn stand, standing outside your house. He's like, uh, wait, 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 and you kind of just shove him to the side. He's like, ah! As um, you run into the room, you see Fiddle's just rolling around, holding his head. No, oh, not again, Fiddle. You okay? Look at me, Fiddle. Look at me. What happened? What's the matter? So, Fiddle. Yeah. You are under the Feeble Mind spell, so you can't cast spells, activate magic items, understand language, or communicate in any intelligible way. <laughs> I look at you and I go, Whoa! Wrong with him. Wrong with you. 
Where's JC? <laughs> Sound asleep. Or pretending to be. <laughs> I'm going to go get him. Okay, JC, you hear a knock on the door. No, I barge in. <laughs> Five more minutes, Ma. <laughs> get up. And I grab him by his hair and drag him out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, JC, you, you get dragged out of bed and dragged into Fiddle's room by Sole. Fix this. I cradle in my eyes. Say, shush, it's okay, it's okay. I say, I, I would like to use a cleansing touch. Okay, tell me what that does. Uh, you can use your action to end one spell on yourself or one of one willing creature that you touch. Uh, that you touch uh, three times per long. It's okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You can go for it. Yeah. I'll give, him, I'll give him a little cleansing touch, a little caress, a caress on the cheek. I say, shh, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm going to say for this, because it's not specifically in the spell, but I, it does, it's one of those where the wording does actually make sense for it. Um, Especially because it's a 14th thing. I'm going to say, roll me a medicine check. DC to beat is 10 plus the spell level, which is 8. So it'll be DC 18 to beat your medicine. I brought in that one. Okay, so you go to <laughs> cast Cleansing Touch, but you see Fiddle, he, he's, he's almost acting like animalistic. He just kind of like shakes you off and starts kind of crawling away. So you can't really bring him down to cast it. What's wrong with him? Yeah, I saw his hand come up and I get very, very angry. Go down on all fours. Mm. Maybe I should bite him. Uh, I look at the door. I look at them. I look at the door. Then I run to the door. Uh, I would like to use command to get him to stop. Okay. Um, so is that a wisdom saving throw? Yeah, 16. Okay, fiddle. 25. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, come on, doesn't work. I'd like to run out the door. Damn. Shit. But I just start chasing him. <laughs> I run after him. Okay, so you all start running after him as you see Fiddle, where are you going? Um, What's out there? What's out in the hallway? Just back downstairs. I want to be out of this building. I don't like the building. I don't like these people. Okay, so you get to the moving staircases and um, they're all moving. You don't really know why or where they go and you can't make heads or tail of which one to get on to move. I stand there and look all confused and then I look back at the people chasing me and I just throw myself down the stairs. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> okay, roll a deck save and throw just to make sure you don't miss the stairs. Nice, 20. 20, okay, so you manage to... Oh you all get to the edge as um, you see Fiddle just kind of like pounces more than jumps as um he kind of launches down he kind of just bashes all the way down to the bottom but somehow doesn't hurt himself as he kind of like <laughs> my hits boots each are flying one. sat sat inactive <laughs> on my feet <laughs> how, as, um, how far down is it uh you're looking at you're, you're on the fifth floor uh no you're on the mm -hmm. seventh floor sorry so you're looking at about 70 feet <laughs> 70 feet okay Jesus all right um, i'm gonna dimension door down to him uh Yes, you can. Yeah, so uh, you open up the door in front of you and you step through and whoosh, uh, Fiddle, you see Gregory standing in front of you. He's just appeared. Nice. 
Where's the exit? Is it behind him? It's behind him. He's in between it. Yes. Okay. I look at him and I snarl. Still. <laughs> okay. I'm going to apologize. I'll apologize for this later, fiddle. And I'm going to benign transposition. You said I can't do spells, right? You can't cast spells. Okay. I'm going to use my ability then, rather than the spell, to do benign transposition and swap places with Gregory and run out the door. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Let me know if I can't, but it's not a spell. <laughs> it is not, but I think the purpose of the spell was to kind of make you... It's it's whether like an animal would be, you know, just basically a dumb dumb creature would be yeah. smart yeah. enough to know to do that. I think that. a blink dog would understand its innate abilities. I'll say, um, roll me an arcana check. You've got to beat ten. Nice, that's a three. Okay, uh, <laughs> you don't really know what that will do. No, you don't think it will help you at the moment. Nice, okay. I... I'm going to roll an intelligence check quickly to see whether I would pull out a dagger or whether I would just attack him. I got a five. So, yeah, I'm just going to try and run straight past him. Um, expecting him to grab me, I suppose. But yeah, I'm just gonna, just gonna try and tumble right into him and like shove him over. Okay. Uh, I'll say that's a contested grapple check then. If um, Gregory, you're trying to grab him. Yep. Yeah, what is it? Just a strength check. Uh, strength. Uh, yeah, strength or. I think yeah. yeah was... You do acrobatics or athletics. Oh, okay. Cool. And I do athletics. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I got a seven. Twenty. Not nice. that. Nice. Okay, so I run at you to pound you over and just jump into your arms and you grab me. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, that was easier than I anticipated. Yeah, so Gre- Gregory, you've you've now got a fiddle. He's sort of like wailing his arms and legs about, almost like a wild creature that you've just grabbed, and he's trying to like wriggle his way out. As um, Soleil and John Claude, you come down to the bottom of the stairs to rejoin Gregory as he's holding fiddle in his arms. Yeah, I bite him. All right. Um, I say before you do that. Um, John Claude, Sole, is there anything you two are doing? Wiping the sleep from my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, there's there's now like a mostly naked man sitting in front of you holding a a child-sized wizard. <laughs> I'll um, try and grab Fiddle's legs. Okay, um, so I'll off. say that... That's a contested grapple again. Um, fiddle, you'd be at disadvantage because you're grappled already. Nice. Nice. Nat 20 on the first one. Okay. Oh, no, 15 on the second one. Nice. Got okay. power in my legs. So, so is athletics. Mine is a 23. Okay, so Fiddle. You're currently now grappled with your arms and legs as um, Sole and Gregory are both holding you down. I think we're just kind of holding them up in the air, aren't we? We're just kind of going like by sides of his legs. Something. Oh, and wait, no, I'm like eight foot. Fucking hell! <laughs> He's just hanging upside down. You see, um, some like dragonborn come over, and they're like, uh, "Is there anything we can do for you?" As you see, like fiddle, they're just kind of like barking and shouting. And He's like, "I'll, I'll go get Storm," and he starts running off. Well, I kind of wish I had the opportunity to put some clothes on before any of this happened, but 
Try and escape the gravel again. Okay. Uh, be contested. Right. Is it 17? Oh, it's 12. Caught me off guard. <gasps> yes. Mine's a um, 26. Okay, so... Fiddle, you managed to break free from your arms, but your legs are still trapped as you get dropped on your heads and you're trying to, like, <laughs> grab away. <laughs> just dangling. Uh, Gregory, what are you doing? I was like, oh, God. I'm sorry, Fiddle. Uh, can I just try and punch him in the face of knock him unconscious? <laughs> yeah, um, you can certainly try. Uh, I think Fiddle's got, like, 50-odd hit points, so... I have 19 it's... at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright, well, yeah, uh, roll me to hit them. It's 24. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Great. What's your strength score? Uh, your strength modifier, sorry. Uh, my modifier is plus three. Well, you probably have like an unarmed strike damage dealer. Oh, yeah, so. so. Yeah, so six, yeah. Six, okay, so you take six points of damage, fiddle, as you get clocked straight to the nose. Um, nice. Still conscious? Okay, so yeah. Fiddle, you get clocked square in the nose and um, it's made you even more angry as um, these people are just trying to hold you down. Don't know why. JC, go grab some rope. I realise that I'm far too, far too, like, difficult to pull away from this woman. She's far too strong, so I'm going to pull out my dagger and stab her. Okay. Can right. I quickly that intercept and disarm her? Nice. <laughs> I do what, Gregory? Can I just try and intercept that dagger? I got a 17. Unless you have a reaction, because, yeah, yeah, you, you've just used your action to punch, and now Fiddle was using his action to attack, so unless you have a reaction to kind of, you know, uh, like I said, like Sentinel or something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I'll... Okay, so does 17 hit? Mm, I'd, like, I'd like to intercept, but, you know, after the first attack... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean you can yeah. all try and grapple me again afterwards, but uh, right, well, it yeah, does we'll hit, yeah. Roll right. your damage. Beautiful. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. Okay, so like, uh, you get stabbed in the arm as um <laughs> bits of fucking <laughs> little feral creatures just stabbing people. Um John Claude, what are you doing? Um I'm fully dressed, so I've got my hempen rope. <laughs> you are not. You were dragged out of bed. <laughs> fully, fully dressed, bow in hand. Isn't that right, Solo? Yeah, of course. See? No, I can test. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying you're, pro you're probably in your PJs with your nightcap on. <laughs> well, fine. I would like to, I don't know, kick fiddle. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to like karate kick the knife out of his hand. Sacre bleu, that knife looks like it is danger. I don't think you've got a disarming attack. I think you'd need to be like a martial person to do that. Yeah, I'd say you got more chance of getting yourself stabbed in the foot than um, kicking him. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just imagining JC in a little nightcap just trying to. <laughs> okay, alright. Is there any. God damn it, there isn't a jail cell in the room, is there? 
They're in like the hallway. Oh, conveniently, yeah, yeah, conveniently there is. Try try and think, try and look at like your ranger stuff and see if there's anything ranger specific you can do to help in a situation like this. I don't know if there is or isn't, but. I'm not sure there is. Don't have any like spells like ensnaring, um, what do you call it? Divined things, no. No, my spells are all kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. like to cast cure wounds on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll you, roll the. No, uh, no, um, undo, control D. Okay, Mom. all right. What what are you doing then, uh, John Cord? I would like to grapple. Okay, contest the grapple check between the two of you. What do I roll? Uh, athletics. Uh, no, uh, yeah, athletics. Because you are the aggressor. I got a 20. Oh, no. What did you get, John? I got, a, I got a 10. Okay, so you go to grab him, and he starts swinging his dagger about, and you kind of have to pull back before you get slashed. As, yeah, um, my nightcap you... falls into my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Can I just start shaking him, you know, like in Finding Nemo? <laughs> just fucking shake this cunt. Um, how, how much. Just swing him around. I could count as you're on attack. How much do you weigh, Fiddle? Um, let me have a look. Does it matter? I'm huge. Well, I'm seeing if you can do it one handed or not. Oh, okay. Well, I can swing him like a. Um, what's that thing they do in the Olympics? 40 pounds. Forty pounds. Yeah, you, you could. You definitely can. Um, picking up one one arms. Um, since your strength is ridiculous now, so um, you can lift like over nearly a thousand pounds. Can I like swing him just to like disorientate him? Like just swing him around. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what it would be for being dizzy. Um. <laughs> To the point of where his fucking think, eyes are rolling around. I think this counts as her taking the dodge, dodge action against me. Well, no, not because she's not trying to avoid you. She's trying to like, like I said, like just. But it will make, isn't it? It'll give me disadvantage on attacking her next time. I would say, yeah, you can either do the dodge action, Sole, or you can um, basically like slam him to the ground afterwards and do basically like a <laughs> unarmed attack. I'd like to slam him, please. Okay, it's a bit Ow. like Hulk with Loki. Um, roll, roll me to hit them. Okay, that's a natural twenty. <laughs> All right, what's your unarmed damage? One plus two. Doesn't have a D next to it. No, it won't. Yeah, it won't. It won't have a dice. Okay, so is that it? Uh, so it'll be three doubled. So you take six points of damage. Middle. That is pathetic. As um, you see, Storm runs in, and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What, what's going on?" Is she kind of looks down, and she's like, "What's wrong with him?" He's under some kind of spell, and he won't calm down. She kind of looks over, and um, she she looks at you, Fiddle, and like seeing you like froth from the mouth and stuff. She's like, "Okay," and she walks over and goes to kneel down next to you. Um, you're gonna try and slash at her because she's gonna try and like kind of touch your head. Yeah, one hundred percent. Who's who's still got me grappled at this point? Uh, Sole does. Sole? Yeah, I'm going to try stabbing Sole again. Okay. Sorry, Sole. <laughs> Roll I mean, hit. I get two attacks. 
So can I slam him again? <laughs> mm, you do get two attacks. <laughs> yeah. I've just I've just had a look. Your unarmed attack damage is six, by the way, Solo. Oh, thank you. So you would have done twelve. I, I, damage, I'd so. say because Gregory has been waiting to do something. Gregory, you can attempt to grapple him, so he can't yeah, move his arms. He's just trying to yeah. get in at any point. Okay, cool. Okay, well, <laughs> one more contested grapple between you two then, just to see if you can like hook his arm with the dagger in. Nineteen. Twenty-two. Okay. Okay, so Fiddle, you get pulled out into a hammock again between Gregory and Soleil as um, you see Storm nice. walks over, places her hands on your head, and she says, I wish for the feeble mind to end. I bite her hand. Oh, <laughs> roll, roll me to hit. Okay. It's a four. <laughs> four a four. Okay, see. You, you go to bite, and she just lifts her hand up, and she just taps you on the nose, like, bad boy. And she puts her hand over your forehead. I wish for the feeble mind to end. And you, you see all this kind of prismatic energy just wash off over Fiddle. As Fiddle, you regain all your faculties once more as um, the feeble mind is ended. She's like... Takes a step back. As you're kind of dangling there between... Gregory and Solo. I go, guys, guys, guys. I fucked oh. it. I fucked right up. I <laughs> fucked right up. I'm so sorry. Well, well what gave that away? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I never would have guessed. <laughs> I tried to find Azarak. I tried. And it went so bad. It went so bad. So, so bad. Where did it look like he was? This is the weird thing. It didn't look like he was even there. Didn't even look like he was there. So I said some stupid thing about he should be scared of us, and then started to leave. And then he got me right when I wasn't expecting it. Were you gobbing off? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't think he was there. <laughs> didn't actually think he was there. And then he was, and he got me right when I was just my back was turned. I wasn't expecting it. Didn't have my defenses up. You see, Storm kneels down next to you. Um fiddle and she's like jittor this is very serious did he see you i mean you're a wizard as much as i am is feeble mind not a creature with insight she looks down at you and she's like is there anything of his that you carry on you right now not as far as i'm aware can i roll like an intelligence check to, to yeah see well if I know anything or yeah is, is there anything that i do know just straight up um, key mind. Key mind tracks back a month, right? Yeah. Um, thinking back to anything that would have anything Asarak related would be anything from Salt Rock, the Shadowfell, or the Shining Citadel. Tracking back to any items in that and anything that has this kind of power to kind of subvert the weave, there is one item that sticks out above the rest. A weird, almost conveniently placed anoxy crown. Mm, my circlet of the shadow fell. Mm, yeah, I pull it out of my one of my pockets of my extra dimensional jacket. Okay, so you um pull out this crown and you'll see it as this like jet black crown, all jagged. Um, these kind of set rubies are. Uh, along the uh, bigger kind of spikes that point up towards the ceiling. 
and um, you see the very front ruby on it. As you start turning it around in your hand fiddle and look at it, see the front ruby just sort of pivot around and then it opens up like eyelids into this eye and looks directly at you. Guys, I think we fucked up. And she's like, <gasps> she's like looking around at all four of you and she's like looking around at the dragonborn and she's like, you led him to sanctuary. Well, I didn't until you made me take it out of my pocket. He knows we're here. Shove it back in my pocket. Okay, you shove it back in the pocket. Do you think that would really stop him? Of course it does. It's an extra dimensional jacket. It's like a bag of holding. In a different plane now. And to be fair, this could be any hallway anywhere. It could be. It could be. Exactly. She looks at all of you and she's like, Are you all imbeciles? Nay. Well, JC is okay. Any wizard worth his salt can cross a scrying spell. Any wizard yes, worth and what's the inside of can my see pocket? inside planes. You will all leave tonight. Elminster will hear of this, and she starts like storming past to kind of like barge your shoulders as she like starts walking up the stairs. I. <laughs> oh well, great going, Phil. You've done it again. How far is she? She is, she's just starting to ascend the stairs, like not even ten feet away from you. I give Gregory a look. I give Gregory literally like a split second look. Like should we? Should we let her go? Should we not? Well, would you like me to kill her? No, no, I'm not speaking. I'm just giving you a look. Like okay, fine, okay, her? all right. Should I stop her? Wait, wait. What's Come back. You give back. <laughs> Come back. Look, we're sorry. Fiddle is clearly a fool. But still, I think we're all right. We know potentially where the phylactery is. Well, if I definitely we know it's in one of two places. We can fix this. We thought we have more time than this, but now it appears that we've run out. You've been nothing but kind to us so far. We all appreciate that. Just give us one night to prepare. First thing tomorrow we embark. We're going to see this broke. We believe that's where his phylactery is hidden. We'll make amends. This I promise. Now Fiddle apologise to the nice woman. He kicked Fiddle and he apologised to her. I'm sorry. There you go. Roll a persuasion check. It's a 13. Should mine be a deception check? Well, because you're not really sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um, she turns. She turns around on the spot. She starts walking back down. She looks at you, Gregory, and then she looks down at you, Fiddle. You hand over the crown now. Why? Thought you said you wanted it gone. No, no. I'm sorry, Gregory. This. This crown is far too powerful to just go handing around willy-nilly. Fiddle? We're not 100% certain on these people. Yes, we not are. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. And I start taking a couple of steps back from everyone. Fiddle, this, this paranoia has gone on long enough. We're running out of time. Give her the crown. Give me the crown, Fiddle. She's just holding an outstretched hand for you as you're sort of like stepping back. I'd like to stand next to Fiddle. Oh, JC, please. Okay, so JC, you, st- you step back with Fiddle. 
Yeah. We'll leave. We'll leave. We'll go and save the world on our own. But I'm not I'm not hundred percent certain about you guys. Damn it. Fine. All that talking for nothing. We'll leave. We came here, we got the information we needed. Don't think these guys are gonna be much help anyway. Not if they're working with knowledge. Not if they want this crown. What's your uh, passive perception, Gregory? Ten. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> All right. I sort of go over towards Gregory's face. Okay, notice how. Uh, notice how nobody in here asked you about your sword. What? Well, nobody here's asked about your sword. They're supposed to be hyper vigilant, crazy good guys who don't like evil artifacts. And yet nobody has made a comment about your sword. It's true. I think we go. It was very comfortable. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Solo, what are you doing? As uh, you've seen your three other party members go to the other side towards the exit. I will follow them. Okay. Solo joins you at the exit. You see Storm bring back her hand. She's like, this is a pity. Look, we're still helping you, okay? Just on our terms. Silas, Danta, escort our guests back to the pool. And you see the two dragonborn kind of slam their spears down on the ground and they kind of come either side of you to kind of... Okay, could I at least put my clothes back on, please? Allow me that. Storm looks at you and she shouts up. She's like, we'll get someone to fetch you your gear. As um, you see the dragonborn that was standing outside your door, Gregory, kind of come down with everyone's stuff, all like way too big for him as he's sort of like tripping down the stairs. He's like, ah. Just clean that. Kind of shove, throws everything down on the ground. And she's like, <laughs> just clean that. <laughs> He's like, it's been a pleasure looking over you. And sort of just steps back to next to Storm. And Storm's like, you will get dressed and you will leave immediately. Fuck's sake. Helm's bells. Why does this always happen to us? Because we are fools. One of us is. One of us is supposed to be the smartest one here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for that in there. That was... It was really nice. Oh, oh, wow. Yes, we did it out of kindness, didn't we? Not out of necessity. You're a full fiddle. I'm sorry. Are I'm you? Sorry, I really am. That obviously wasn't what I was planning. Oh, really? That didn't go nearly how I planned it, but I do get a weird feeling from them. I know I'm paranoid at the moment, and it could just be that, but... Did you not just meet your, your lifelong hero in there, and you got a strange feeling? Fiddle, you've been paranoid yes, since the ball. Yes. You can't trust your feelings anymore. And I'm not sure we can trust you. You need to stop being so cocky as well. You're Just sit down man. and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all... You're all... You're all getting dressed in the foray, and you, you're currently surrounded by about six different dragonborn who are just sort of standing around you, watching you get dressed. Like, it's very, um, you know... Very weird. Yeah, yeah, it's very close. I have some goddamn privacy! <laughs> they, they, you see two of them flinch, uh, seeing the commotion you were doing earlier, and then 
he sort of like stand back reluctantly um, as you all get dressed five, ten minutes later. And um, she's like, you see Storm's like, good. Now, usher him back to the Shadowdale pool. Uh, before we you know go, how it is, we can walk ourselves. What? And she looks at you, Fiddle. I'll be taking that flare back from you as well. Nope. Nightclass teleport on all of us. Taking us to Cedarsbrook. Okay. Um... I help for advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I rub my eyes because I'm very annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you quickly throw out the circle around you, say the words, cast up the runes as the light starts shimmering up. <laughs> You're still there. Of course we are. Great. All right, we'll be leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. You, Where's the door? His... <laughs> 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 okay, so you're all sprinting out, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going for fuck's sake. Hell's bells, Billy, you idiot. Right, I'm going to say for this, as you're all... <laughs> guys, 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 I fucked up again. <laughs> <laughs> as you're now all kind of being chased... Across the uh, cross sanctuary. It's not how I thought this was gonna go. <laughs> so simple. All we had to do was sleep. Right. I'm gonna say, as you run, you start running past all the dragon ball, knock a few of them over as they're like, Wah! as you kind of sprint out the main entrance and you pass the two centaur guardians who are kind of like, look, you sprint past, a bit confused, and look behind, you see Storm shout out from inside the building. What are you looking at? Go grab them! As they start kind of like running on their hooves to chase up to you. And bear in mind, these are like half horse, half human, so they are fast as fuck as you're having to kind of all split up Shit. and go down different alleyways to kind of like hopefully go down some bits that they can't fit through. I go, we should all split up. That's a great idea. I cast Fine Seed and I grab Fiddle. <laughs> okay. And swing him onto the horse. <laughs> so Gregory, I turn you... into a, a werewolf and pick <laughs> JC up on my back. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Beautiful. So, <laughs> Gregory, you, um, you blow your whistle and a bit like Torrent, um, Spectral yeah. Seed appears and you pull up Jator and put him on your back as you go right as um, Sole, you turn into the werewolf and um, go on all fours as John Cord, you get onto Sole's back and go left. Is there um, is there any animals around? Uh, like a dog or a hen or a chicken? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, any sort of... Yeah, there, there, there's a couple. Yeah, perfect. Um, down the road that we're about to run down, I take the dog that's there and transform him. No. Right okay. So don't do that. Grab the chicken. What was your save just out? The chicken then. Thank you. <laughs> the chicken then. I turn. I turn a chicken into a bear in the path that we're about to go. It's you. a wisdom nineteen. Okay. A chicken cannot beat a wisdom nineteen. Don't even tell me that. I, I, how I rule house rules is if it gets a nat twenty. Yeah, nat twenty. Get it's a nat twenty. That's a. Yeah. Uh, good point. It got, it got good a seven. Point. So. <laughs> No. As uh, this giant bear appears behind you two and blocks the centaur chasing you, as he's now trying to fight down this bear, as you manage to work your way around and outside the district. Beautiful. So, this is lay, fucking ridiculous. 
Soleil and John Claude, what are you doing to lose your centaur guard? Fuck knows, that's up to you, JC. Mush! Mush! What <laughs> 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 spells have you got? Spells. Um, I got no mushroom spells. <laughs> Wait, let me have a look. I've got a cantrip, thank you, fiddle. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do a firebolt behind me quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, ro roll me to hit then, as you're gonna like quickly launch up and then shoot a firebolt back. That's a 19. Yeah, that hits. Fantastic. That's 15 points of damage. Okay, you hear this massive oh, as this huge uh, firebolt just explodes across his chest. Um, he's still chasing after you. I would like to throw some salt and pepper of choking and sneezing. <laughs> okay, uh, what, what's the save on that again? Uh, <laughs> does not say. <laughs> does not say. It just happens, I think. <laughs> no, I think Salt's it is a save. Choking, here we go. DC 15, constitution saving throw. Alright, uh, explain to me how you do it, JC. Yeah, alright, so I'm sort of sat there scowling. You know, Solo's running, you know, putting in lots of effort, sort of sat there, leg crossed. <laughs> you know, hand on my chin, bobbing away as we're galloping along and thinking away to myself, hmm, how can I get us out of this pickle? <laughs> oh, what have I got? I go, oh no, these are turnips, that way too. <laughs> oh. I, ch I, check, I check my other coat pocket. I realise, so, oh, yep, my cat's still missing. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a little bit sadder. You wipe a straight tear. <laughs> and, then, and then I realise in, in uh, my top shirt pocket, along with a uh, pen, pencil and ruler, I've got some salt and pepper of uh, choking and sneezing, so... I grab as much of that into my hand as I can, just sort of loosely scraping that out of my pocket. And then, then yeah, I do a little bit of a salt bay, but to the side, so I flick it almost as if you're skimming a stone. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, and with a flourish, you see the centaur. He's like... <gasps> as he just starts um, collapsing to the ground and coughing and sneezing uncontrollably, as it's written in the tin. Beautiful. As you light a rolly and you leave the district, <laughs> yes. and uh, you both, uh, you see, so Fiddle and Gregory, you leave the district first, and you're sort of riding outside in the farm farmlands towards the uh, the lake, the Shadowdale Lake, and you see Soleil and John Claw come out the other side, a bit closer to it, as you rejoin on the road and head towards the lake, as you see all these dragonborn coming out of the city, chasing after you, sort of just running after you. Right, are you all going back through the, the lake? Mm, same. Okay, so you crash into the lake once more as you start seeing all these arrows getting like launched, uh, like aimlessly, just like... They're sort of all landing in the lake next to you as you're sort of like wading your way into the deeper part in the middle. You start swimming, and then one by one you... <gasps> dive under and start swimming down. And as soon as you start swimming down, you start swimming up. Ooh. That was close. Quick, quick, out of the lake, everyone. More. Out of the lake. 
Oh, my fags have gotten wet. <laughs> <laughs> I can drive once we're on the shore. Come on, quick, quick. To the lake, to the to the shore, to the shore, to, to the side of so the lake. I know it's cold already. What do you call the edge of a lake? I shake myself like a wet dog. Okay. Ah! Yeah, so <laughs> shake yourself off. You're all drenched wet, but you manage to reach the other side. All panting, sweating, wet. Oh my god! I don't know. I I may be paranoid. Yes, I may you definitely guys, are. But I, I'm something is going on there. If that broke so badly, so quickly, mm, yeah, there's no that, way they're like that was the, guys. It was not to sixty. That's sort of what. Well, uh, put it's my a up. secret base of operations, and you just kind of gave it up. Yes, but why is she asking, like, what we're doing and what our purpose is? Elminster knew. Elminster knew everything about us. He was asking us questions to, like, you know, double-check that we knew. He knew all the answers of what we'd been doing. Yeah, uh, it was a little weird. Yeah, but how can they trust us, you know, if you're doing things like that? Like, why were you doing that, fiddle? Like, spying. <laughs> spying. Sure get, That's yes. why you're paranoid. <laughs> Yes, that wasn't the best move. No, oh, it wasn't. I just wanted to wanted to collaborate what he was saying. Collo- collaborate, collaborate. You don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> as <laughs> as you're all like uh, in a group bickering at the uh, side of the lake, um, you hear this <gasps> as um, you look down oh, at the centre of the lake and you see all these dragonborn start emerging. <laughs> oh, <laughs> as, you go. Sort of like, uh, back on my he- back. Where'd he go? It's like, I don't know, I don't see him anywhere. Shh, 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 shh. Sit here, sit here, they're dumb. You they're see dumb. one of them look over and point over to you. He's like, there they are. Fuck. Uh, are there any stones on the shore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's plenty of stones. <laughs> yeah, can I just, just uh, huck a stone right in one of their heads? Sure, roll me a d20 and add Take your decks. Take out. <laughs> um, d20 and what? Add your decks modifier. Uh, it's an 18. <laughs> Ah, ah, hey, he, di- he just did Silas's eye out, he did. Ah, get Sorry. in. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, come with them. Everyone onto my back. Uh, actually, will I be able to carry everyone if I'm a giant hawk? Or a giant eagle? Uh, yeah, a giant yeah eagle. two in your clutches, one in your back. I think we've we've done this a couple of times where you, nice. you can. Yeah, it, party this size, you seven. can. Yep. Yeah, I go, right, come on then, and run onto my back as I cast Polymorph on myself and turn myself into a okay. giant eagle. Caw, caw. This is, um, go, caw. See this giant eagle appear, um, assuming you all kind of co- uh, cooperate and... Um, well, I think I put Sole on my back because she's... Yeah, yeah, just dangle. Make, make weight, dangle in weight distribution easy <laughs> enough. Okay, yeah. so Gregory and John Claude in the um, claws, the talons, and um, Soleil on the back as you start flying off <laughs> over the village of Shadowdale, where you see all these locals all kind of come out of their huts and houses and look at you pass by with. Uh, so I look over to the JC, it's like, this is very embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like my legs are just kind of dangling down and my arms are to the side I've got a bit of a wedgie <laughs> I'm honest not very comfortable either no, I think my I'm, arm is chafing I think I've got my feet <laughs> I think I've got my feet imagine if you were like going to give somebody a boost 
and you like put your hands together for them to put their foot in. I think I've got my feet like that underneath me, and you're both like sat in my little claws, facing each other. Your little claws. So they were making eye contact. <laughs> like, well, actually, in this case, it's quite romantic. <laughs> I've never noticed how deep and cerulean your eyes are, Jason. <laughs> Don't you flirt with him. I give him a wink and blow him a kiss. <laughs> I, I almost, I flush and almost fall off the fiddle. As you fly off. Uh, That's not how I thought this session was no. going to go. <laughs> this is definitely sidetracked massively. Uh, fiddle, where are you flying to? Um, South. Cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> Just south towards Cedarsbrook. Okay, so Cedarsbrook. So this is something I do know, just because it's something I did have to look up for the teleportation spell. So from Shadow Spell to Cedarsbrook, it is roughly slash accurately ish, one thousand two hundred and sixty miles away. So I have an eighty foot flying speed. So it's eight hundred feet per minute. Eight hundred. You could go sixty miles a day. Sixty miles a well, day. Right, but be there in. 80 days. <laughs> yeah, that's a long, that's a long way. And I can't, I can't really travel, you know, more than a few hours until I need to, until I run have any spell slots left. Um, yeah, well, uh, I will fly for an hour maybe and then settle us down. Okay, so you find like a safe spot nearabouts. Um, you find like a, there seems to be like a abandoned small little abandoned house uh, on top of this hill uh, by the kind of, it's a bit off the beaten path, off the road by, by about five, ten minutes. It's uh, surrounded by forest. You're looking at it, roll me a perception check actually and give it with advantage if you're the eagle. Oh, not 20 on the first one. Not 20, okay. Uh, you're looking around and examining it and um, there seems to be no life here. It seems to be long abandoned. Um, Seems like almost the perfect respite for any weary travellers. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah, I fly us down there. Stealthfully. Fly down, everyone gets off, and you revert back into your gnomish form. What is our next plan? Unless you've already said it, because I went to do the train. <laughs> well, we need to get to see this book somehow. We do. I can teleport us in the morning, but... I think first of all we need to have a need to have a sleep. I am sorry, everyone. You're a fool, Fiddle. Damn fool. Still feel like there's something up there, but you know, I can't I can't say that with any real certainty. So I'm not a. Uh, I'm not going to say it was lucky, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. What's done is done, and I am sorry. I go and give him a cuddle. It's okay, I forgive you. Jesus Christ, a whole hour in the air and you still smell of wet dog. <laughs> that is not very nice. I just drop him. <laughs> I press and digitate you to remove the smell entirely. Look at that. Now, now you smell like flowers. <laughs> to match your personality. You're so cute. <laughs> See, this is how you should be speaking to me, Gregory. What what do I even have to do with this conversation right now? I heard you talking to Jesse. What? You know what I mean. We're a thousand feet up in the air. 
I had to shout to hear him. I have good ears. I've never noticed. I'm a werewolf. Don't grunt at me. Can we just go to bed now, please? I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm going to ritual pop up Liam and Stani hat. Pop it up inside the um the abandoned house. Um, there's not really any bedding or anything in here, so you might have to revert back to bed rolls and a bit more of an uncomfortable sleep. Just clean, shaven, <laughs> ready. We could have just stayed in bed, Fiddle. We could have just stayed in bed and everything would have been fine. It would have been in Cedarsbrook. Come morning. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Or we could have woken up with our throat slit. Not saying it's likely, I'm just saying it's a possibility. They were weird. At least if we died, everything would be over. You said, you said, are we, are we in with these guys a hundred percent? Because you were like, well, yes, we should be in a hundred percent. In your little nasally gnomish voice. <laughs> nasally. <laughs> it's not very nice. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? <laughs> and you say, yes, we're in a hundred percent. We're going to trust these people. I saw Molich and I wanted to kill him. But yet I still followed the rules. I followed the rules. I followed the rules entirely. I did exactly as they well, said. You didn't give them the crown. If you had given them the crown, we could still be there. But it's not their crown. What does the crown it's even an incredibly do? Powerful what does article. it do? It allows you to open a portal into the Shadowfell. It's what we. Uh, it's what we used to escape the Shadowfell. Remember? Okay, I remember. Quite a while ago. It's like a month. But this is, you know, this is very, very systematically linked to. To Asarank. It's a it's a powerful artifact, and yeah, sure, if they were trustworthy, they're probably the best people to have it. But we really don't one hundred percent know what's going on here, which is all I was trying to do: corroborate their story, find out, find out what was actually going on. And yeah, Asarank was, I presume, in the in the space where Shah should be. So it does seem like Asarank has killed Shah. And then killed Mistra. Even so. Elminster I would trust more. But these weird people he has, like, looking after him. What if they poisoned him? It's a possibility. Why would Moloch be there? Why would Moloch be there, exactly? Exactly. It's all falling apart for them. I'm not saying it's, you know, 100%. I'm just... Saying we should be cautious, and handing over very powerful artifacts was not my idea of being cautious. I still feel like we fucked that up quite a lot. <laughs> that is the other possibility, yes. I feel like this yes. is more than the possibility. Yeah, I think I did fuck up three times in a row. Though. Yes, I think you did. Yes, yes. But hey, we survived, we got out. And now we're... Now we're off the grid. Off the grid. We're on our own. We're the ones who are going to save the goddamn world at the end of the day. Um, fiddle. Yes, but on our own. Yeah. As, you, as you say that, you hear this <laughs> faint voice in the back of your head. Asarank. Interesting. Interesting. Only you hear it. No one else does. Does anybody else... Hear anything? 
I just heard a voice say Aserat in my head. Was. Don't want to alarm anyone. Was. <laughs> Don't want to alarm anyone. I just heard a, a pretty evil sounding voice in my head say Aserat. Well, gentlemen, Soleil really feels like potentially this is it. And. I think the best course of action to take currently is to kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I've been thinking about it for yeah, a while. So for a little while now, I've been <gasps> thinking that we should kill ourselves. <laughs> well, no, in actuality, maybe fairly lost. No, we're fine. We're You're hearing voices. You're people we've You're ever hearing met. voices. Yes, so are you. Yes, I'm hearing you, but I know what's talking to me. Oh, yeah, and it's simply point. just a... Who's talking to me? Hello? Hello? Don't, you don't hear, <laughs> hear a reply. I, I don't know what to do. Well, if only we knew some kind of powerful wizard that could probably answer some of your questions. It could maybe provide us with some help. Uh, so then he wasn't being... being uh, ripped apart mentally by the weight of the weave. We need to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> After all this is done, that's the first place we'll go. You need some pills. <laughs> Group therapy. <laughs> if killing ourselves is off on the table... And I suggest no. It's still on uh, the table. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The only thing left to do is bring the entire wrath of the nine hells down upon Azarak. Here, here. Alone. Again. <laughs> mm, together. <laughs> Alone. Together. Again. Naturally. <laughs> It would be nice to have some help. Yeah, it would. But like JC said, it's probably going to be just us anyway. You're just like the most anti-social friendship group ever. <laughs> I'm not from, anti-social. Flitting from school to school so they, getting you, expelled. You kind of creep people out. Didn't want to bring it up, but it, yeah, you kind of creep quite a lot of people out, actually. Is it because I'm bold? Well, no, you just don't really seem to understand social cues. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, neither do you. <laughs> but it's like when someone says hello to you, you tend to just assume that they want to sleep with you. What is your problem? What is with humans? It's sex is natural. Well, I didn't realize we should all do racist. it now. Come on, everyone. Take your clothes you, off. Do you see what I mean? You see what I mean? You've completely misread the situation. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have, so like, I'm sorry. but <laughs> I'd like to start rebuttoning my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear this fast oh, I love that. as John calls like, okay. <laughs> Switch. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna go smoke an angry fag. 
<laughs> I go right. On that note, <laughs> good night everyone as I dim the light in the in the time in the time. <laughs> So you dim the light and you will finally have a long rest two hours later. So you can mark them off. John College you can finally level up to fourteen now. So. Oh yeah. I toss and turn and can't help but imagine that Fiddle could have instead of pulling out the hut could have done the mansion. Yeah, it's you got you got like this jagged broken bit of um splint wood that's kind of digging into your back so you're gonna have to like kind of shuffle over and then there's just another bit of splint and you're like oh. can i um can i sleep outside not that that's relevant to anything but can i do my thing and yeah you know get my bedroll yeah, out of course you can yeah you find like a nice little spot um you go outside and you think this once probably kept pigs this was like sort of like a light uh there's like a pen outside with like um you know, trodden over dirt and stuff and find like a spot there where you're like, oh, it's quite level ground. I'll sleep out here tonight. Can I follow him? Uh, Yeah, if you want. Just so he doesn't get hurt. Okay, so JC, you find your like place of solitude to sleep by and you close your eyes, smile creeps up on your face. You're like, ah. You know, my favourite part of the day, I get to sleep alone. And then you hear these, like, trudging of feet. I just wrap my arms around him. <laughs> stomp, stomp, stomp. <laughs> I'm here, JC. Do not worry. You have nothing to fear now. <laughs> uh, I'd like to open just, like, one eye and say big spoon or little spoon. I will be big spoon. Perfect. All right, I'll shovel okay. in. <laughs> <laughs> smells a wet dog, but it's warm. No, I smell like flowers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, you smell, smell, <laughs> smell of flowers now, yes. Yeah. As sleep overcomes all of you. Gregory, you just can't seem to get awake as these, like jagged splints of wood sticking out from the floor just keep digging into your back and you after about 10-15 minutes of trying to force yourself asleep you're like right that's it and you open your eyes and you can't move you look up and you see just this like dark clouded sky with red lightning strikes cross and you're stuck on the spot and then you feel a searing pain in your chest and it grows and it hurts to breathe and you look down at your torso and you see these spikes sticking out from within and you look down behind you and you see you're kind of lofted up on this wooden palisade spike out from the ground as you are currently impaled in one you see this creature walk before you a creature that you're familiar with devil with wings on its back long robes just rolls and rolls of fat, no neck and it's just weird egg shaped head so you see that amnizu before you Gregory Sigismund you had him you had him I know and I've failed Surprise, surprise. You feel yourself 
drop a couple of inches as the palisade kind of like drops you a little bit before stopping and you impale deeper into it as um it like pushes through your body opening up the hole larger you betrayed me I think you kind of hired the wrong man the wrong job bet on the wrong horse you fool he starts chuckling and there's like toothy grin that stretches from ear to ear as he's like that is a shame as he starts holding up this you see it almost looks like a lantern cage but there's no like glass in it and he starts holding it up and it's all made of silver and you see in the center of it seems to be this like light source this orb that seems to be flittering in between it almost like um in shrek with the fairy court and it seems to be just bouncing from like bar to bar but can't seem to escape what is that what do you think elizabeth should we cut him loose and he just looks back up at you how did you get that doesn't reply this is some kind of trick foul sorcery he looks at you and he's like do you like to say hi I don't believe you and he you see him kind of um, open up a door in the cage and he puts his fingers in and he got these long nails and he kind of plucks the the light orb and you hear this kind of like screeching in pain as he just kind of like pulls it out it seems to be like a force pulling against his hand as he pulls it out and holds it in between his fingers as um you hear this voice emanate from it Gregory Gregory where are you no No. it hurts Gregory it can't be it hurts where are you release her you see him just pull back the orb. And he kind of just chucks it into the um, cage once more and closes the door. As you, it starts I kind of bouncing against the bars. You, you try and reach and you're stuck on these palisades. And you kind of like try pulling yourself off, but you're kind of stuck on there. Um, he's sort of like down from you. You're looking down at like an incline. Yeah. And he's like... He's, he's never part of the bargain. Look, he lifts up the cage and then looks back at you and he's like, she'll make a fine bride. And then you see this forked tongue that lolls out from his mouth and just kind of like dangles past his chins down to the robe and he kind of licks the cage up one side. I swear it. He's he's as still as... still as um, a rock. I don't know, he's still... (laughs) (laughs) I swear on all the powers of Helm I'll free myself from this bond and I'll see your head on this spike he looks up at you and he's like come and get me if you like but in the meantime we'll be having some fun won't we and he kind of like starts turning his back towards you you. starts walking I'll kill you do you hear me? I'll kill you! Come back! Don't walk away from me, you coward! You start feeding the palisades to start 
pushing up through your torso, causing more and more pain as it's starting to split you in two. And before you get right to the edge where you fall apart, <laughs> you wake up once more. I, I shake fiddle awake. Okay. Yes. How do we get to the astral plane, fiddle? Astral plane. Yes. Why on earth do you want to get there? Oh, it is a matter of great urgency. How do we get there? I um. <sighs> I might be able to help. Bring me my book. Where is it? In my backpack. You're not right. No, it's in my jacket. Bring me my jacket. Over there. Hand in this jacket. So yeah, out of character, we. Leveled up to level 14 mm. recently, and I haven't taken my two spells that I get mm -hmm. at level. One of those spells is plane shift. I can shift us to other planes. Okay. So we could we could go. I just need to learn this spell, and, and we could go with a seventh level spell. Should we do a quick side quest to go and do like a little boss, little boss fight? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I think, you know, looking through the book. Why Why do you need to go to the... Why? He's got Elizabeth. Where exactly? Somewhere in the astral plane. It might be one realm of hell, I'm not too sure. Where do Abzus reside? What level? Ooh, where do Abzus reside, Oliver? Uh, you did a bit of research on this. Mm, we did. Ah, they're in the first layer. You know they're they? in the, the first layer. First the layer in Avernus. Ooh. Um, but you didn't get any more in information out of that, and that was within <clears throat> your uh, mansion. So this was within knowledge that you had that Gregory was pouring through, and um, yeah, that's how much you managed to ascertain at this point. But in terms of pinpointing them within that layer, you're not too sure. Okay. Okay. Wait. A sword. The sword? He gave it to me. Not use a scrying spell? We could. We could. We might need to be on the same plane of existence, maybe. Let me look quick as I flick through some more books. Yeah, yeah, we would need to go to the Night House first, but I could then scry on him. I'm not sure what it would tell us, and I'm not sure what we would be able to see, but... Worth a try? Definitely help. It's definitely worth a try. This frees me from my bond. Makes me less unreliable. So what happened? He's got her? He's got Elizabeth. Chopped her sure? soul in a cage. You know what, Gregory? You may be being tricked, you may be being hoodwinked, he may be lying to you, but you trusted me unequivocally earlier, so let's go to the Nine Hells. The Nine Hells! go to Nine, nine Hells! hells. <laughs> <laughs> sort of sells itself that, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've got we've to go there at least once, right? <laughs> Should we go and grab the others quick? Have a quick chat about this? Or should we finish up this conversation in the morning? 
I suppose wait. Sleep on it. I, I will almost certainly need some time to, to prepare this spell. Yes. We might we might be worth going to Cedarsbrook first. I could probably figure out the, the spell on the way there. You know, at least at least go to towards Cedarsbrook maybe. So we get the phylactery. Maybe, but I mean yeah, if I figure out this spell, like we could just go from anywhere. We could just go to the nine hours and then when we come back here we can just designate a point when we come back here, I think. I think that's how it works. Okay. So we get the phylactery. We then go to the nine. We kill this fake watcher. Free me from my bond. And then we kill Azarak. Go to the Winchester, have a cold <laughs> pint, and we draw this to blow over. That sounds like a plan, Gregory. That okay. sounds like a plan to me. Okay. Thank you, Fiddle. Honestly, like I said, you trusted me unequivocally, and I'll never forget that. Appreciate it. So, as you finish up your long rest, Solo. Hello. Your dreams take you back to Luskin, to uh, the northernmost coastal city on the Sword Coast. It's the first city you arrived at when you came to civilization after your brief stint with death. You dream of meeting people for the first time, different races, different mortal races. You dream of visiting a tavern for the first time, what it was like to drink your first beer, what it was like to eat nice cuisine food, to have friends. You also learn what it was like to hunt as the wolf, and it takes you back to the first full moon in the city where you found yourself becoming the wolf itself and and Sahala trying to help you through the process and you slashing at Sahala and her turning into a wolf herself and trying to fight back, you back within one of the tavern rooms. Remember you out in the cold, cold breath of night in Luskin, running down the alleys, attacking any wayward sailors, sinking your teeth into them, the taste of blood, the pirate lords of Luskin putting out a bounty on the white wolf. And you wake up in the morning as you see the sunrise creeping over the tree line where you've uh, basically made rest. And you see John Claude's being little spoon in your arms and you can see as you like kind of wake up and you're like, oh, it's just a dream. It's all good. You look down at John Claude and you've got him in this really tight headlock. <laughs> where you've been like sort of tensing all <laughs> oh, night no. and he's sort of like in your yeah. other arm sort he of like he's in like he's alive but he's in like a twisted position <laughs> and John Claude you, you're you're awake as well but you're struggling to breathe as he's she's sort of like twisting you to a point where like someone with immense strength could just rip someone in two um for fuck's sake Ollie the first time they're near me and I'm trying to kill them as you're sort of like not choking him out, but like you're in the midst of like. <coughs> I let go immediately. Okay. So... I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> it was a bad dream. Shit happens. Next time you big bit will that you be big spoon? I can try. <laughs> oh wear you like a backpack. <laughs> it's a jetpack. <laughs> What's a jetpack? <laughs> Sorry. Like a Hessian sack. Nice. Mm. I love it. <laughs> so you all wake up one by one in the morning. What would you all like to do? Okay. Roll me a survival check. Can I hunt for some breakfast? Please? Survival check. So we're not eating turnips. Survival okay. check. And it, this, uh, so this will determine what you can hunt, and then like how well you cook it as well. We we'll roll it over as one check. Okay, because I do have like, depending on the terrain, I do have like advantages you and do. stuff. You will have advantage here. Okay. All right. Okay. Um... What the fuck? I hate that app so much. God damn it. You should definitely just use the website. No, I should use paper. <laughs> 30. 30? 30. 30. He finds the Grand Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I find a seven course tasting menu. Okay, so upon waking up, you uh, all sort of like, you know, say like, morning, how's it going? And stuff like that. Um, You see John Claude's already gone out hunting. And in rapid time, he comes back about 20 minutes later as you're all sort of woken up. And he's got uh, strung over his shoulders this kind of... Um, he's got two, two rabbits. He's sort of pulling kind of half a, a deer carcass with him, like really having to pull it along with him. As well as um, some pheasant as well, as he's like hunted all this different kind of meat in about 20 minutes. And uh, starts kind of cooking it up into different sort of meats, whether you make it into a stew, whether you cook them separately, make different cuisines, it's up to you, really. Yeah, see, I was thinking I sort of, you know, I came back with like four moose bouches and like, you know, four crab bisques, followed by like four foie gras. Sure, he comes back with like ready-made plates. There's there's a cheese course, an acid of lemon. Yeah, that's what I'm I'll, thinking. I'll say um, with your survival check, you come back, and before you come back to meet the others, you find there's like a cellar to this hut, this house, and in the cellar there's like a pantry full <laughs> yes. of all this like food that's still amazingly well preserved, where you can sort of like put together these amazing banquet style meals for everyone, as um, everyone gains twenty temporary hit points from John Claude's fuck yeah meal for the day. Oh. Score. We should probably go and get us right now. <laughs> if only I could roll like that with my magic box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben, you had a plus 13 to your magic box. <laughs> I've got a plus 9. It's not bad. I think. Yeah, plus yeah. 9 to investigation. But still, plus 13 to survival is just a bit ridiculous. <laughs> so, you'll eat up breakfast. It takes you around to, I'll say, about seven, seven thirty. Um, cold air starting to linger as again you're starting to approach winter. So you've got like the golden hour sun rising over, but it's still like the frost that's laying down on the grass below. Um, as yeah, you're sort of finishing up breakfast, finishing up your cheese boards. It's nice little pallets that John Claude's prepared. Gorgeous. It is beautiful, JC. 
It's absolutely incredible. What can I say? Never had finer food. Yeah, I think especially for Sole, you've not really experienced foods in this manner before. Like, you know, you've you've eaten food, you've had different meals, but you've not had it where it's sort of like been made to look pretty and, you know, taken out and John claude saying, you know, this cleanses the palate, whilst this, like, you know, it's supposed to invoke different taste buds and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a new experience for you. I'm, like, too scared to eat it because I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Can't say a dig in. It's rude otherwise. Okay, I nod my head and I just start scoffing it. Okay, you see Sole just <laughs> werewolf soul devour the food. Nice. nice. Okay, what are you all doing? So, considering the Conan the Barbarian sword uh, music is playing, I'm going to do sword practice. Okay. So, you take out Black Braids and you see um, Gregory's outside uh, doing some sword practice in the um, ruins pen, sort of just. Can we fast travel? Or do we have to go to the location? That, that's first? not a thing in D and D. Okay, Gregory. Yes. I think we have a uh, a conversation to have with the others. Yes. We're going to the nine hells. <laughs> I thought you were coming out, Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> As you may well know, I'm a proud bisexual man. <laughs> I, Gregory would like us to go to the Nine Hells. He believes his, um, oh, sorry, his girlfriend, his wife, wife, partner, wife, wife. <laughs> his, uh, his wife is being held hostage there. You know, the wife who died, yep. maybe not so permanently dead. Is she a playable character? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Could be. You would like to play Bobby's wife. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I, I think she's she's incredibly, you know, important to Gregory. Yeah, but so is that stupid sword. And himself. Well, look, it goes hand in hand, okay? Yes, I'm very important to myself. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Killing the Abzu in the Nine Hells frees me from the bond to the sword. Mm, sorry, yes, that's probably more important. Okay. Yeah. Well, not more. No, can, can not more important than rescuing his wife. Can your wife get us to the place faster than Fiddle? No. Well, no, we're going Definitely to. Not. We're going to the place first. We're going to Cedarsbrook. No, I think he means where the where yeah Cedarsbrook. Yeah, we're yeah. going to Cedarsbrook first. Yes, we're yep. going. We're doing yeah, yeah. I, I think we should go to. We should definitely go oh. to Cedarsbrook first. All right. Well, will someone call us a cab? I mean, I can. We're not ever in. You can teleport us there. Yeah, I can teleport us there. God just said we can't fast travel. I yeah, fast yeah. Travel. So, so there's spells that can, but I, I, I assume you meant it in the way of video games where you just go to a flag post <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you go to another yeah, flag Yeah, I open up my map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, open up my map, click on it, yeah. and then... Surprisingly... You have not visited this yeah. location yet. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Surprisingly, it is a lot safer to... Plane shift to the Nine Hells and then plane shift back to Cedarsburg because I can sort of guarantee that we will end up in a general location. It's not as direct. Like, I can't say I want to teleport to the attic 
of the house I grew up in, whereas the teleport spell can do that. But if I'm not very familiar with the place, I can plane shift up there and say, like, you know, this layer of hell. Or when we come back, I can say Cedarsburg, and we would arrive at Cedarsburg, no fail. But that would take multiple days. Why didn't we get to Cedarsburg last time we tried to teleport? So I've been thinking about this. I think because we weren't technically on the same plane of existence. We were in a pocket dimension, which it gets all a bit all over the place when magic starts to, you know, mess around with that. Is a pocket dimension another plane of existence? I mean, yes, in certain scenarios, no in others. And So yeah, I think that's what stopped us. We weren't on the prime material plane. But now we are again. So as it currently stands, I've only got a description of Cedarsbrook. Well, you've been to the Gulf of Mere Forest, have you not? Yeah, it's a good point, actually, Ollie. I've I've clearly been to Salt Rock before, and this was before, like, we started playing. What have I seen? Have I been to? Have I been to Cedarsburg? Yeah. Before? So, so how there? how I would rule this? Because um, I was under the assumption, you know, this is how you would travel there. Um, with how it's worded as well, um, because you have been through the Gulf of Mere Forest, but. In terms of you playing fiddle, you've never thought to kind of, as far as I'm aware, um, you know, look at the map, look at Cedarsbrook and be like, hmm, what is that before um, this has come into play? So in terms of yeah. like fiddle sort of imagination and with you as well, I would assume that like you've not really heard of this or knew it existed before you saw it on the map and went, oh, that's a place in the Gulf of Mere Forest. Okay. Now I have a description of it. Okay. Um, but in terms of going any further than that, I will I will say no in this regard. Okay. Okay. How about the Goldthermere Forest in general? Would you say that would bump it up to like viewed once or seen casually? Have I have I travelled through there? I'm just thinking it might be better to teleport to somewhere that I've been that's close by and then travel the, you know, day or so it'll take to get uh, there. I I would say, um, if we're saying like out game wise, it'd probably be better just to teleport there. Um, just because Gulf of Mir Forest, um, not that I've mapped it consistently, but uh, it is actually like hundreds of miles long. So even traveling there, it will still okay. take like okay. travel time to get there. Whereas teleporting there yeah. might expedite it, it might not. But that's sort of like the whole crux of teleportation, isn't it? It's like you know, there's a chance it'll fail. It's yeah. slimmer the more you know it, but it's also, you know, rolling the dice and seeing what the dice decide. That is fair. That is still only like a less than 50-50 chance of of getting there. <laughs> mm, and we don't have an associated object at all, do we? No. Well, fuck it. What other option have we got? So you have any other? No, not at all. Not at all. I say we go for it. I say we just just teleport there and see what happens. Hope that the gods are on our side. Okay. So apparently they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, it does seem. It, it does. Okay, so it. fiddle, you cast and teleport. Yeah. Yeah. We gather everyone up. Gather all of our things together. So you finish up your last... Pull ourselves into a big old last, circle. Your last cheese and pickle cracker, shove it in, and then you start rubbing your hands together and cast teleport. Roll me a D100, please. Here we go. D100. 
50, 100. I look around at everybody holding their hands in a, in a little circle. I go once more into the breach, nine hours. Ready to, uh, ready to save the world, everyone? Well. Yes. <laughs> okay. Busy? Yes. And away! I'm ready. 32. Not good. Okay. So. <laughs> so it's a bit bumpy. So, <laughs> as you all see, as Fiddle starts arm, swinging his arm around in a circle and starts activating the runes, as they all launch up as you all start feeling this kind of arcane impact against your torsos. Um, you all take 16 points of force damage as the teleport starts rifling around and kind of shocking you in different places. Good thing we had that breakfast. And then, okay, so it's over to me to roll now, I believe. Yeah, I think they're all for you to roll, to be honest. Spells, unpredictable magic. Each teleport creature takes 3d10 and the DM re-rolls on the table, okay. Yeah, but that's in the first roll. It's supposed to be GM. Oh, well. is it? Yeah, it was nice oh. that you let me roll then. Well, I, I think good. it's because it's your spell. It should be you. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I felt like God. But yeah, so you, you see Fiddle kind of launches it up. It doesn't work, but he's still holding on to the circle as he goes to, like, pull up once more for the runes to activate. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, so that's going to be another 3d10 damage. All of it. Yep. Yep. For why? We've already taken 16 damage. Oh, no, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. You'll take another 17 force damage as the teleport again doesn't seem to work. <clears throat> as um, you're all seeing Fiddle, he's like struggling to like get the runes to activate as you're all taking all this um, force damage. Um, Fiddle, you can roll this next one. Nice. Here we go. Team 100. 22. Oh another 3d10. I've broken my character on D&D &D Beyond. <laughs> so make sure to make a note of this damage then. Uh, good thing that um, John claude did, did the food. Uh, that's another te 10 points of force damage. 10 points of force damage, oh dear. Yeah, another D100. Okay. Uh, 51 this time. 51, that's... Oh no, that's off target. Fuck. Or is it similar area? Ah, oh, fucking similar. So... That's so rubbish. You're all, you're <laughs> all standing in this hut houses you see him fiddle just like lift up his hand almost like he's pulling on some strings and you're all taking this force damage but not going anywhere inside this like magical circle and you're all slowly getting more and more pissed off as it's um you know it's you know like taking an electric shock but like um amplified as finally whoosh, the runes lift up and then you see like blare and white light for a long moment before whoosh, as you all kind of land back down, you see Fiddle, you've kind of like landed down and this uh, circular room kind of burns into the grassy ground around you. Oh, Jesus. That was a bad trip. As you, you've all taken a bunch of damage, sort of panting heavily as you've all been shocked loads, as you look around and there's all these lovely green vine trees about everywhere. Um, luscious green grass, um, dirt path. And uh, the dirt path leads through all the kind of uh, trees, and you're seeing these, um, <clears throat> what are they called? Like, kind of tiki stands, are they? Um, 
the wooden kind of stands with like the fire coming off the top, um, kind of lining the the pathway down in this like forest as you've landed by the side of this kind of trodden path. Okay, where the fuck are we? Good question. A big question. It's a very big question. FM, straight up. So, um, you see Chip Chip and FM, at, uh, sorry, not FM, Fiddle, you're the only one at the moment who knows, you know, the teleport hasn't worked for everyone else. It's like, oh, we're in the forest. Okay. Go for me, forest. Like, I don't, I don't think we, uh, landed where we're supposed to. I think it's going to be somewhere similar. But... As, um, you send FM up and he starts flying up, up past the tree line, up into the sky. Look through his eyes. Okay. He's looking through these uh, misty eyes. He flies up and up and up and then looks around. And you can see you're on some... There's a forest around you. And then past the forest is... Water. Hmm. Seems to be on an island. On an island? And you can see there's like a coastline on the other side of the island a couple of miles off. And, uh... You're looking around, you can see on the other side of the islands where the forest is situated that you're in at the moment, there seems to be some space with these like large stone pillars, almost look almost like a druidic circle seems to be positioned on the other side. And uh, you can see there's kind of like a mass of people that have been living on the other side of the island, uh, all in these different thatched roofs with moss roofs. And um, you can see there's dozens and dozens of people all dressed in these kind of druidic like clothing and um, as you look down in the forest you can see there's already people that seem to be moving through the forest towards your way as um yeah you're like kind of hovering there with FM okay so I know exactly what the time is yeah you know exactly what the time is what is the time that I would imagine the sun to be in the sky compared to what the sun is actually in the sky the time is about, I'll say you probably like went on a bit about like 10 minutes. I'll say it's about 8 a.m. because you did eat and stuff. So it's about 8 a.m. Nice. Just gone past. Um, and judging by where the sun is and where you were, you've definitely overshot your mark by probably another. See, you are keen mind, so it wouldn't be like hazard, hazard I guess. It's, um... mm. I can also, um, you know, I. I could create a sextant in my hand and like measure exactly how high the sun is over the horizon. Yeah, it's it's more it's more just sort of saying um, I'd say roughly you've overshot by about a thousand miles. Okay. And how far was the distance? That was about a thousand miles. It was about thousand two hundred miles to the Gulf of Mir. You shot a thousand okay. over there. <laughs> okay. So you've uh, gone south a lot further than you wanted to. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can try again tomorrow. Ah, oh, well, I can... Can I figure out where you we are? You can roll me a survival check. No, no, as it we... We know where about to are. We were heading towards where we wanted to go. It was 1,200 miles away, and we yeah. overshot by... Actually... 1,000? Yes. Yes. Oh, there's no point in figuring out where we are. We're not John, freezing John Claude. Yeah, 1,000 miles. Roll, roll me a na nature check, yep. actually, rather than survival, because this would be nature. 21. Okay, so... Looking at this forest and um, assuming Fiddle's sort of like just relaying everything that he said, it's an island, you know, off the coast somewhere. You're looking around at the forest itself and it's been magically created a lot of it. Like it's been all made. And trying to put two and two together. Where you were based with your mm -hmm. 
bakery and yeah. um, where Fiddle was describing, you figured you're not actually too, la- uh, too far from the land of Termish. And um, this place is actually on one of the, the original maps I put on. So Allegan was where your bakery was. And you seem to be, from what Fiddle's describing, on an island that seems to emulate what what uh, some people refer to as the Eyes of Sylvanas. Uh, Sylvanas? The Eyes of Sylvanas, these two islands. And they're located in the sort of like Vilhom Reach channel that go out into the Sea of Fallen Stars. Mm-hmm. You think from what he said, you're in Grand Alor Forest, which is on the island of Ilogan, which is mm, yeah, okay. which is the home to the Emerald Enclave. Here are the Emerald Enclave, Jesse. Um, I roll a history check. Okay, we say that's the final roll of the night. You can roll a history check to find out who the Emerald Enclave are. Sixteen. Sixteen. So they are made up of druidic circles, and their whole ethos, their mission, the tenets they live by, is um, to preserve nature at all costs. Some people call them zealots, while other people call them heroes. Basically, uh, they worship primarily nature gods and they are very much hostile to outsiders and even more hostile as of recently towards mages because they believe that everything that's happening in terms of the world falling apart and the divines not talking to them is the result of the mages misusing the weave okay I'd like to tell everyone that I think we should lay low until we can get out okay Ladies and germs, I think we are going to have some problems here. <laughs> the natives are not going to be very hospitable. So unless someone has a boat in their pocket, we should probably stay in the tiny hut until Fiddle can get us out of here. <gasps> I mean, I can get us out of here, like tomorrow, but I'm fairly certain we do have a boat in our pocket. Or at least in your bag of holding. I think that would be wise. Mm. Well... Maybe. Oh, we should have just killed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> bing, 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 bing. Bing, bing. That's the ending. Yeah, and that is where we'll pick up next Beautiful. session. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs>